Amen. Take your seat. He said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and was void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Lord blesses what's my heart in the name of Jesus Christ. As we journey with the Lord, even as the Spirit keeps mentoring us on the path of His grace, on the path of His blessings, it is very important, people of God, that we are conscious of what God is doing. You see, your consciousness is very important in what God is doing with you. If you leave yourself and don't develop your consciousness of God, you'll be robbed of so many things in your life as a child of God. You see, our Christian life is more than just saying that you believe in God and that you pray and you go to church. There's more to that. There is so much that we must recognize and diligently get ourselves involved with. And that is our consciousness. What are you conscious of? Because ultimately, your life is governed, your life is operational on the basis of what you are conscious about. Check well. Nothing happens in your life that is outside your consciousness. Very important. What you think about matters a lot. The Holy Spirit cannot do much with your life until He has worked on your consciousness. Your being religious will make no difference. It's superficial, it's beyond the surface. You know, you hear some people say, I have prayed. I'm still praying, and I'm still trusting God. You know, and they like this type of Christian, what I call it, um, mannerisms. I'm believing God. I'm in a serious prayer. I trust my God. You know, they say such things, thinking that by, you no. Know, uh, saying some, you know, some type of thing, it will truly manifest their faith level. Okay? But that's not it. We need to go beyond that. There is so much for us that could make this whole thing that looks like a 40 years journey a 40 days journey. And that's why the Holy Spirit is so patient with us. He has come to be with us to take us on this journey. He is one mentoring us on the real path we should follow. 
What I'm saying is that I don't know how conscious you are about these realities. I don't know how conscious you are about what the Holy Spirit has been teaching us. As you take your notes, are you conscious of the teachings? When we move from one syllabus to another syllabus, are you aware? If you've been listening to me for some time now, you can see that our teachers are not just preaching. I'm not just preaching to you. I'm communicating a body of knowledge to you consistently. Go and check all our teachings for the last four years, go to five years now. Sometimes a particular teaching can take two months, three months. And as you allow that become your, what they call in Greek, your sunesis, it becomes the fuel that powers your life, whether you are conscious of it or not. That becomes your driving force. And that's what God will achieve. When you say that they, I'm living by the word of God, it means that by the knowledge of what you have gained in understanding the teachings of the Holy Spirit, and night has become your consciousness, it becomes what powers your life. Whether you are aware of it or not, it has the ability to be to work in this new realm for you. So when the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge, you can see the point. That your life is empty of the resources that comes from the in-depth understanding of the knowledge of God. To be religious is very easy. To show outward form of religion is very, very common everywhere. But that is not the cause of the matter. Jesus did not come to lead us into a lifestyle that brings failure, that makes us victims. No. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the fullest in abundance. There's a life he has brought. We will be conscious of that life as different from the human life that we receive from our parents. If we understand this, everything will change. Everything. And the Holy Spirit is at work to bring us to this understanding. He wants to convince us beyond where we are. Even what you think you believe now, the Holy Spirit is telling you this more. He wants to teach you more so that you can believe more and in believing more, you can gain ascendance in the Spirit so that your spiritual bank can have enough resources to power your life to the fullest. There's a fuel that runs our lives. No matter how bright, how, how New York car is, if it lacks engine oil, the engine will knock. If there's no fuel in that car, if you drive it, it will stop you on the highway. Don't say, excuse me, it's a new car. Why should you stop me on the highway? No. You need to put the fuel that powers the engine that will make the vehicle to move. The fuel that powers our life is the word of God, is the knowledge of the word of God, not just the word of God on his own, is the knowledge. So all the teachings that we are receiving is actually 
meant to communicate a knowledge, a body of knowledge, a kind of knowledge to you. And if you are not attentive, if you are not conscious, if you are not deliberate with the teachings, you cannot grasp the knowledge. You become like one who is in the river, but you are not drinking. And you are dying of thirst. He sent his word to heal us. Are you healed? He sent his word to deliver us. Are you delivered? When your prayer every day is dominated by God, deliver me. God, heal me. God, deliver me. God, heal me. God, bless me. Ha! That's a serious sign that something is wrong with you. Because if he has sent his word to you, deliverance by now should be your word, your best right. You are now li living a life that is already delivered. Deliverance is not, it doesn't come today and tomorrow he loses. No. Just the way he created a human being. You are not a human being today. Tomorrow you are a goat. Next morning you are a cow. No. He made you a human being from the onset. You have remained a human being today. Right? Are we together here? Likewise too. When you are delivered, you are delivered. When he truly heals you, the Bible says when the Son of Man makes you free, you are what? Indeed, the remaining fast is there, meaning that you will continue to remain free. Because what he gives you is not just your freedom. What he gives you, he gives you, he doesn't just free you and leave you, he gives you freedom itself. So you can remain free perpetually. So we must understand this, and I don't know to what degree you are grasping the knowledge. Sometimes when I listen to the teachings myself on my own, and I see what is what God is dishing out, I say, Lord, how much are they grasping? How much of it is being articulated in their consciousness? How much of it? We must understand this. How much of it are you grasping? Do you study your notes? Do you go back? And say this thing, this is where the Spirit of God is leading me in this teaching now. First of all, accept it. Receive this knowledge first. Thank God first. Say, Lord, this teaching, this knowledge you communicated, I have received it. And I'm exercising the attitude of gratitude. May your name be blessed for this precious word. That's the beginning of digesting the word. Then you begin to prophetically engage the world in your life. You speak it in the areas you feel there is failure, there is weakness, there is worries, there is ups and downs. You begin to prophesy that knowledge you have acquired. You begin to speak it based on how God has revealed it to you. And watch your life, whether you still remain the same. If you do that effectively and you just see that your life changing, then you cannot say, ah, I've tried it so it didn't work out. The reason why many of our prayers is not effective is because it's a pray, it's prayer born of feelings. Prayer that is better in the midst of your in the midst of the confusions you have. You are praying because you are in the midst of battle. Oh God, do it now. Oh God, I know you are the mighty God. You know, it's born of fear. It's not a prayer born of knowledge. 
depending on how much of pressure you have received, then something can start, you know, oozing out of your mouth. You start saying things based on the pains you are feeling. <laughs> oh God, you know, the pains are what is causing you to say the things you say. Not because you are convinced. It's not born of your knowledge of God. The Bible says, "Those who do know their God shall be strong, and they shall do what exploits." I think that should be Daniel chapter eleven, verse thirty-two. Those who do know their God. So the Holy Spirit is taking us on a constant, you know, uh, class every time, and I want us to be conscious about it. A lot is being given to us. How much are you grasping? For the last one month, have you taken your time to go to what you've been writing? What has truly you know, entered your spirit? The advanced Bible class is meant to be a class of discipleship. You are already a Christian. I've said it before. Your Christianity is a gift of God to you. Okay? Christianity is a gift of God to you. Your discipleship is your gift to God. It's your response to God for the gift of Christianity. Discipleship is you engaging your Christian life to serve God. Is the evidence that you are, you are born again, you are a child of God, and you live that your life on earth. That's what discipleship is all about. Jesus did not come to make us Christians. He came to make us what? Disciples. And that's why you hear him, you see him talking about my disciples, my disciples, my disciples. Then those he commissions on a special assignment based on what the, what the, what the, what the, the mission is, he calls them what? Apostles. So if you say you are a disciple, which means student, to be a student of the Holy Spirit, then you must put up some diligent action in that regard. You must allow the Holy Spirit to train you. Allow Him to teach you. Hmm? To teach you. Register to be a student. Write and then prove to the Holy Spirit that what He's teaching you, you are learning. Do that first and see whether your life will still remain the same. <laughs> Even the, in the physical world, this is our world here. If you don't have knowledge, nobody takes you serious. They are looking for a job, no certificate. They will tell you, what, do you have any certificate? Can you prove that you, you've got something in your brain? You say, oh, no, I'm intelligent too. I'm very intelligent. My mother gave birth to me. I'm the most intelligent among my, children, my brothers and sisters. No, 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 no. My father can testify. Hello? Would anyone take you serious? Prove it. No, I don't. Just employ me first. You will see it. You will see that my brain is so powerful. There is already an existing structure that change, text, tests your IQ. If you have that one, the hell, okay, let's start from there. If the physical world cannot take you like that without you being verified, how much more the true world that is more serious than the physical world? You see where many Christians are lacking, are having problems. I'm a, I go to church. I'm baptized. I, I'm a Christian. I receive. I'm, I'm, I'm this. I'm that. They go and then they want. They want the spiritual world to obey them. When they are praying, they are commanding. They will ask you. You are commanding based on what? Who are you? 
What's your portfolio? What's your portfolio? What do you know about the spirit that they are making noise? I know the God I'm serving. We know that you know the God. Prove it. Even Jesus has to quote books when dealing with the devil. He said it is written. That's to tell him that I know. It is written. It is written. It is written. You know what he was doing? He was verifying himself in the spirit. And even when the devil was not cross, cross, you know, crisscrossing him with the same area, Jesus proved himself that he was not just a what do you call it? Eh? A, 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 a child in the area of studies. You have to engage the spirit. So take what I just told now very seriously. If you want life to respond to you, you've got to train yourself to that point where you have verified the spirit that you have lived the basis of Christian knowledge, the discipling knowledge. And you have it. There's too much of self-acclaimed Christians who think God is just there to respond to them because they are Christians. Why would God allow this to happen to me? God, where are you? You are asking God, where are you? On what basis? Because you think you go to church and then you shout and then you sing and then you do offering and then you just say, because of this, my God will not fail me. He will fail you very well. When it comes to the other things of life, you take them so seriously, you put in a lot of diligence and work hard and prove yourself in those areas. In your career, you've proved yourself. In your financial life, you have proved yourself. Among your friends, you have proved yourself. In different branches of life, you have proved yourself. The only place you have not proved yourself ultimately is your faith. Then you want the spirit to answer to you. <laughs> Whoever wants to be my disciple. He must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. There are conditions that steps you up to be a disciple. Very important. Very important. Or else, life will contend with you. Anybody who's praying for you, telling you, eh, troubles will come, the person is just telling you lies. Trouble will come. Heavy troubles will come. Pray that on the day it will come, you are fully armed. That you have what it takes to face those challenges and come out what? Victoriously. That's why you need to be trained. The fact that you are even exposed to what you are hearing now, you don't know the amount of impact it has registered in your spirit. Amen? Amen. The fact that you, you hear what you hear, all this that is going on under this canopy, you don't even know the amount of impact 
is already generating in your spirit. All let me talk about this. I want you to put up some fight. Put up some seriousness. What we are doing here. Let these two hours we spend here not be in vain. At the point where I was praying, I said, Lord, is it because they didn't they didn't register with money? Maybe if you are paying hundred hundred thousand now for six months training to have a certificate, you'll be shocked. Because I place your money and it's going to, uh, I want a lot of my money to waste. So, hey, no, 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 I must finish my course. Just like you are, you are going to school. But it's, God does not act like that. Should I ask, is there any way we can make it more serious? Hmm? What do you think? Is there any way we can make it more serious? So I'm not only that. Even if it is four persons, but there's this consistent consistency all the time. <laughs> eh? Life is your exam. You see, Jesus, he will teach disciples and he will ask them to go to the world. They will go. Sometimes he will, he will even create and allow the circumstances to come. He said, where is your faith? Use your faith here. He did it practically. They saw it. The exam is when you go out there. That's the exam that you are going to have. When the troubles of life hits you, when sickness comes, when the devil attacks you, when death visits you, when challenges come to your office, that's the exam. So, when you juxtapose your life and the exam that is happening to you every day, you know. So, put up some seriousness, okay? Because you are already implicated by what you've heard. You are already implicated. You have heard things that should empower your life. And they say, whom much is given, much is expected. It's okay. I think uh, I've made the emphasis, and I want to believe that you are the one who made a choice. To be mentored by the Holy Spirit. You are the one who desire to grow. You are the one who wants to see yourself shine in Christ. The degree to which you dispose yourself and, and be committed will determine the effect you are going to have in your life. The Bible says some will have 30, some will have 60, some will have what? 100. All depends on how you will yield yourself. As I said at the beginning of this year, that the Holy Spirit said this year is a year of what? Illumination. The year he will brighten our paths in the spirit. 
he will bring more light through his word to show us things. And we began with where Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you to all the truth. So there's still much about the truth we should know. But it's the Holy Spirit that will lead us to all those truths. And Jesus said, when you know those truths, they will make you free. So as long as your life is empty of these divine truths, body of knowledge, you are bound to be confronted by things that will put you in bondage. Things that will frustrate you, things that will shut you down, it will come in form of worry, fear, intimidation, sickness, crisis. They will keep coming. If you want them to be out of your life, you must be armed with the knowledge that comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Jesus said, when he comes, he will teach you all things. Amen. He will lead you to all the truths. Then he concludes by saying he will take what is mine. Now, after he has led you to all the truths and he has taught you well, and you have come up as a disciple, he said he will take what is mine and then give them to you. As a matter of fact, what he says is that he will take what is mine and make you become the owner of them. They, he will even change the name. It won't belong to him again. It will belong to you. He will give you what is mine. He will take my nature. He will give it to you. He will take my life. He will give it to you. He will take my spirit. He will give it to you. So that the life I have, the nature I have, the spirit I have, you too will have it. What an investment. What an investment. Amen. Amen. And this has led us to a point where he has now brought us into where we are he's exposing us to the wisdom that comes from God. So now we have the nature of Christ. We have the what? The life of Christ. Okay? Nature and the spirit of Christ. You have it? Yes. You have it? Yes. <laughs> you don't like to have it. It has been given to us. When we're born again, we're born into his nature, born into his life, born into his spirit. And that's what makes us Christ. Christians. We are, we are the bearers of Christ. And it is his nature, his life, his spirit that makes us that is the Christos, which means the anointed. Okay? So Christians means the anointed ones. Anointed with the nature of Christ, this life of Christ, and the spirit of Christ. This must be your consciousness. It's no longer I who live. It is Christ that lives in me. The Bible says, just reckon it in your mind. Reckon it. As a man thinks, he becomes what? As he thinks, he becomes. 
Now, every day, allow this to dominate your mind. My nature is, you may not see it, but it's there. Oh, Jesus. The life I have now is no longer the life I received my mother. Do you believe that? Yes. The life I have now is the very life of Jesus. The spirit I have now is no longer Father Vincent's spirit. It is the spirit of Christ. The Bible says whoever is joined to Christ by baptism, by believing his word, you know, becomes one and the same spirit with Christ. You see the point? So I don't have an independent spirit anymore. I have the spirit. Can I hear you? Good. So my spirit now is the very spirit of Christ. That's the word of God. You know what? If I have his nature, I have his life, I have his spirit, and that's what has made me a Christian, then it means it's no longer I who live. This is Christ in front of his face. This is Christ with the mommy rose face. This is Christ with Nkechi face. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Am I a bearer of the glory of God? Amen. Amen. Isaiah says, arise and now shine that nature in you. That's the Christian calling. But you see, we we'll hear these things. We we'll drop them. We we'll now bring ourselves and say, it is I, not Christ that lives in me. Now you are showcasing yourself and you are wanting the things that is associated with Christ to be part of you. It doesn't go like that. Once your thinking is not, is not consistent with what you have inside of you, it does not work. A house divided against itself. You see why you may understand it? So faith is to be consistent with what the world says about you and you are thinking it. So the, the fight of faith is to put your mind to be consistent with the happenings in your spirit. Once your mind begins to tell you anything that is not consistent with his nature, life, and spirit, you fight it. By implication of his nature in you, the Bible says you've been delivered from corruption, from darkness. You don't need deliverance again. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Ah... By virtue of his nature, you are not bound to be in darkness again. You have escaped corruption in this world. Let me make you understand what it means. It means that you can't be sick again. Witches cannot attack you again. It's not because you are praying against them. You carry a nature that they cannot attack. They can't attack that nature. What we activate in your, in your spirit, man, is your thinking. If your thinking is different from this, you deactivate it. But if your thinking comes in alignment with this, it activates it. Even yourself will know that you know that you know that you know I have a nature that cannot be changed anymore. Just as you are now, no one can make you feel that you're a man. Because your thinking goes with your nature. You know you're a woman. No matter how I preach to you now, I tell you, you are a man, you are a man. You say, Father, thank you for what you're saying. I can spend six hours trying to convince you. But once you leave, what happens? Your thinking is in alignment with your nature as a woman. 
God is saying, can your thinking be in alignment with the nature I've given to you? The Bible says we are partakers of the divine nature, not the human nature. The day we believe, the day we baptize, we are now given a new nature. And now we are partakers of the divine nature. He says we have escaped the corruption in this world. Corruption of sickness, decadence, disease, all forms of devilish wicked acts. You are, your nature cannot attract it again. Your nature abhors it. When they come, they see a new nature and their system cannot hold you down. No group of fortune against them shall prosper. Not because they pray against it, but you carry a nature that demobilizes them instantly. What are you talking about? Hmm. <laughs> hey. You will see the reason why we are handling the wisdom of God. You see, when the Bible says the devil is the most cunningest of all creatures, the guy is a master in confusion and deception. He will so twist your mind, weaken your mind, that you cannot but begin to fight the very system that should work for you. Amen. Do you know that as you are listening to me, as you are listening to what I'm just saying now, if there's death trying to operate now, that death is dead. If there's any atom of the spirit of death, he can't listen to me. If it was possible to call upon the spirit of death to stand here now, I continue talking about this. He will flee. He can't withstand the energy of this of this of this knowledge. Because it it what it crushes the spirit of death. No wonder Jesus said, a time will come. It's now here. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of Man, and anyone who is dead shall live. And those who live shall never die. Why? Because they have heard the voice of the Son of God. What is he saying? He is speaking what? Truth. He is communicating a knowledge that is esoteric. Hidden in the wisdom of God that speaks from the oracle of God. When it comes, it's a spirit. You see, the words have communicated to you. They are what? They are spirits. They are alive. Stop thinking death. Stop thinking sickness. Stop thinking weakness. Stop thinking failure. Stop thinking that you're a victim. All these thoughts with. Finally, go into your system and produce those things in your life. As a man thinks, he shall become. If you like, pray and fast. Don't change it. Your thought system is the gateway of the spirit. What dominates your thoughts will show up in your life. So I have his nature. Say it well. I have this nature. Even as you are saying it, you are struggling to say it yourself. So I have the nature of Christ in me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, I have escaped corruption. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, no more darkness. No more sickness. No more failure. 
I'm a victor for life. By the nature of Christ in me. If you can say this shopping I said every morning with your voice loud and clear consistently for 30 days, you'll be shocked. <laughs> this is because the Bible says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man produces tremendous power. Is this kind of prayer? <laughs> So I have his nature. I have his nature. No more decadence. No more decadence. No more decay. No more confusions. In the name of Jesus Christ. Those who are not saying they should keep quiet very well. Life will teach them. <laughs> Are we together here? Yes, Sometimes when I when I'm praying and I begin what we call spiritual mapping. I could be I could be here and I'm mapping depending on to what degree God is able to give me what is going on in the consciousness of humanity. The devil is not relenting at all. <laughs> that guy is walking day and night. I tell you. He is trying actually to prevail over the church. That is why the school of discipleship has, most churches have lost Grips of the school of discipleship. It's all prayer, it's all baby programs, but not to disciple people. People have no time to go for discipleship. They are too busy. They are too busy with a lot of things. So we're even blessed that we have that grace. It's God that gave that grace. In the map of the Spirit, <laughs> this is our center. If, if you see the rating, you'll be shocked. This little that is happening here. If you see the rating, the spirit, you'll be shocked. So this center is well known in the spirit all over the world. Why? Because of the emphasis on what? Discipleship. We have over 15,000 followers on our podcast. 15,000. On that podcast where you, we, we share our teachings and money mass program, over 15,000 people. Software engineers who are producing different types of podcasts are writing us to partner with us. So you may be thinking that we're only this group that is here. We have so many people out there who are listening to our teaching. And God is blessing them. A lot is happening. Hmm. 
The 15,000, where are they? Who are they? We don't know. So I want you to understand what God is doing so that you can, you can be a huge beneficiary of this grace God is making available. We have his nature. We have his life because without having his nature, we cannot host his life, right? Amen. Amen. Only human nature can host human life, right? Only animal nature can host animal life. Only plant nature can host plant life. Amen. Amen. So it is a divine nature that we have that has given us capacity to host divine life. So we have divine life now. The life you have now is no longer the life you receive from your parents. You have the divine life. Amen. And that life is the life of Christ himself. And by virtue of the life of Christ, we are no longer operating the Adamic life. We are operating the Christ life. And because we have the Christ life, we cannot host the Christ spirit. If we don't have the Christ life, we cannot have the Christ spirit. So you see, God's interest is to give us his spirit. But for him to give us his spirit, he has to give us his nature. After giving us his nature, he has to give us his life. Because his life is what hosts what? His spirit. The only life that can carry the spirit of God is the life of God. Amen? Amen. The only life that can host the spirit of God is the life of God. So now that we have the life of God, we cannot carry the spirit of God. So Paul now says, whoever is joined to Christ is one and the same spirit with him. One and the same spirit with him. Thank you, precious Father. Now that we have his nature, we have his life, we have his spirit, he began to now teach us his wisdom. Because there's a, there's a wisdom that governs this life. Amen. Amen. As distinct from the wisdom of the world. The world we live in right now has its own wisdom. Then we have the wisdom of God, we have the wisdom of this world. This wisdom cannot power this life. Are we together here? Yes. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This wisdom of the world cannot what? Power this divine life. So this divine life has its own wisdom that powers it. Just as the wisdom of, the, of this world, it only powers the, the nature of this world, the life of this world, and the spirit of this world. The nature of this world is the nature of the Adamic. Amen? Amen. 
The life have is they will have the human life. Human life. And the spirit we have here is called the spirit of bondage. So when we're born by our parents, we receive the Adamic nature, the human life, and the spirit of what? Bondage to fear. So we're better by this spirit. This has run our life all these years. And so the wisdom that runs this system is called the wisdom of this world. Are we together here? Yes. Are you following? Yes. Any question? Any question so far? You must understand this, you know, whether I like it or not. <laughs> if you don't understand, ask questions before we move further. We're born with the Adamic nature, right? And the Adamic nature is hosted by the life, which is the human life. Okay? Remember the Adamic nature is the fallen nature. Hmm? When he sinned, he received a new type of nature. The nature of rebellion, right? The nature of disobedience. And that opens him up to all the troubles that visited him. Okay? And that human nature is hosted by what? It hosts the spirit of man. Which is what? The spirit of bondage. So all of us were birthed, were born by our parents in this system. That's why Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Because this one he has cannot see the kingdom of God. So he must be born again. That life must be rebutted again. Because this one is a fallen life, is a fallen nature, is a fallen spirit. And because we're born into the system, there's a wisdom that runs this system. This nature, this life, and this spirit we have received from our parents. It's called the wisdom of this world. And Paul says that this wisdom, what it's meant to do is to run this nature, life, and spirit to the ground. The wisdom of this world leads to naught, meaning that it's leading to nowhere. It's empty lifestyle, empty activities that leads to nowhere. Everything ends here. So what does it produce? It produces fertility, vanity, and carnality. And the three of them are captured into, into what we call darkness. Is that clear? Okay. We read something at the beginning of, the, of our program. What do we read again? Genesis chapter what? Chapter 1, from verse 1. He now says, In the beginning, hmm, God created the heavens and the earth. God has created the heavens and he has created the earth, right? Will God create a heaven and the earth that is shabby? No. God will always create a beautiful world, a beautiful heaven, right? Now, we continue in verse 2. Now says, The earth was without form. And it was void. Two words here. Without form. You must understand this today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Understanding is coming to you right now. Amen. Form. Huh? To. Void. 
to void was for without form and then it was void the word without form the word form is to who in hebrew to who what does it mean it means to lie waste it means a worthless thing so the word was without form the word was lying waste the word was becoming what a worthless thing the word form also means confusion wilderness empty space so the world was empty space the world was confusion the world was without form without any aim at all so god created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form then void the word void means the word void means emptiness there was nothing in it in other words listen to me now watch look up to the board everybody what is trying to say the bible says the wisdom of this world comes to nothing comes to void now the earth before god began to decrease the earth was without form without and was void and the bible says and darkness covers the face of the deep so there was a darkness covering the earth this is the earth here and there was a darkness covering the earth and that darkness was what was creating this void creating this formlessness are you following now yes. god has created the heavens and the earth when the devil now came with his darkness he began to render it formless and void he began to bring aimlessness began to bring destruction began to bring all forms of negativity onto the earth and the earth was not covered with darkness formless and void even though the spirit of god was there still in that formlessness in that void the spirit of god was still there now for the for darkness to cover the earth and be able to produce this void and formlessness it was a operating a wisdom i want us to make that transition very important for the earth to be formless and void after god has created it it means darkness here is, you know, is represents satan okay anywhere anytime you hear darkness in the bible he's talking about the satan and his government so darkness covers the earth means the devil covered the earth and was rendering it formless and void he was rendering the earth formless and void he was bringing aimlessness he was bringing emptiness he was bringing pain deterioration all the worthlessness that we're seeing in the world was coming from the wisdom of satan 
that was running the economy of the earth at that point in time. Yes, mommy. Go ahead, go ahead, sit down. Go ahead. Okay. At the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Good. Was it at the same time he created Satan? Satan has already existed. Now, God created the heavens. After many years, God said, I want to create man in my own image and likeness. And I will send him to the earth. Okay? Now he created the earth. Now he was now about to bring man to the earth. That was when Satan said, no, I've been with you. Why can't you give me the earth also? Why must you give it to man? That was what brought about the rebellion in heaven. That made Satan to pull out. And there, there was war in heaven and God chased him away. Now when God chased him away, he now saw the earth and came into the earth with his darkness. Are you following now? He now came to the earth with his darkness. And render the beautiful world that God has created in preparation for man to take over. He rendered it formless and void. Now, did you get this now? Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. Let me say it again. Mommy, some, I'm still watching some people's eyes. They are still confused. God created heavens. After he created heavens with all the glory of his need, with all the angels. There was God's relationship with them was still like master servant. But God wanted to create a being that will come from him that he can relate with without any intermediary, without any standard. That's why he now said, Let us create man in our own image and likeness. Let them be like us. And then God's intention was that he will now create earth and send man to be there. Because he wants to create a being that will give him pleasure. So before he created man, he had already created the earth. And the devil then was Lucifer, <coughs> who was serving God, was thinking that God will send him there to take over that place because he was the light bearer of God. Okay? In command, if you like. Good. So now, after he has created it, and now when God began to say, I want to create man in my own image and likeness, and let them have dominion, Satan knew that God was planning to send man to the earth. And then began to say, God, no. And as he revolted, God cast him out of heaven. And then he now came and took the earth by force. He came with his darkness. And his darkness rendered the earth formless. The earth had formed before. The earth was not void. But he is coming with his energy and wisdom. Rendered the earth formless and void. Now, that did not change the plan of God. God's plan was that, man, you must see God there as my image and likeness and see operate in my standard. That's why when God continues, if you read that same Genesis now, look at it now. He says, and the Spirit of God hovered over the earth, and God said, let there be light. God was not creating light at this point. There was light, but it's darkness. Rendered it formless and void. God now commanded light that he already created to come forth. So when God was saying, let it be light, let it be trees, he was commanding them to come back to shape. And after he, he recreated everything, if you like, 
He now told man, now begin to name it, meaning I give you authority in this realm. Is that clear now? Yes. So God created you to come and fight. Your coming on earth here is not for pleasure. It is to come and fight. The reason for bringing you here is you are my own. Go and take that place and do what I want you to do for me. Mommy, ask your question again. At the time, God sends <clears throat> Adam. Has he created Adam? Yes. Adam was in the spirit. Okay. And let's say Adam was in heaven. Yes, he was with God. Okay. Mm -hmm. When Satan came to Sure, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Adam has existed with God in the spirit for many years. Because he said, let us create man in our own image and likeness. What is the image of God? Spirit. So Adam had been with God in the spirit for many years. Then it was after he has finished recreating the earth. You know, the Bible now says he made the clay and breathed the breath of his spirit, which is Adam, eh, into the clay. And man became a living soul in this realm now. And he blessed him and told him increase and multiply and take dominion. Da, 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 da. So at that point in time, that was Satan was already in the earth here. That's why God now told him. Now you are here. That's why he said, I give you dominion. Not just on the plant, but even the spirits that are coming to fight this place I've given to you. That's why in your creation, dominion was factored in because there were things you need to dominate. In your nature, you were sent here to fight. Unfortunately, this system, he has used his wisdom to remove that thing from your head. You think life is uh, just eat food, eat apple, bread and butter. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> lift your voice, lift your voice. Mm -hmm. No, he was on earth already. Adam was operating. He was taking charge of the earth. Garden of Eden is not Garden of Eden is not a place. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual atmosphere. It's a spiritual atmosphere where God comes when we come into the mood of prayer a spiritual atmosphere is created and God comes into that atmosphere. You know, we ask this question because we only believe what we see with our physical eyes. If you grow in the spirit, you can actually see the garden in the spirit. You can see the atmosphere in the spirit. Let me tell you, okay, <clears throat> that day Jesus was transfigured. What happened in that Mount Tabor is a clear example of the Eden spirit, the Eden life. Because when Peter and John were sleeping, when they woke up, they saw Jesus with two prophets and the cloud covered them. And the voice of God spoke. That's how God used to, used to come to Adam in those days. When God comes down, a cloud will be formed. There's a spiritual atmosphere where you interact with spirits. That atmosphere is called the Eden. 
In Hebrew, it's called Idena. We have handled that here some time ago in our teaching, right? Good. So it's a spiritual system, not a physical system. Now, each time we gather in prayer, we create that same atmosphere. It's still there. But we will not see the cloud. That does not mean it's not there. As we have gathered here now, we have created an Idena here right now. By virtue of our interaction with spirits. If God was to open your eyes, you will see angels ascending and descending right now in this place where we are. It's a spiritual dimension. Anytime you kneel down and you begin to pray, you begin to interact with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, immediately in that place, spiritually, Edena is created around you. The atmosphere comes. God comes and like relates with you, fellowships with you. And the more you are waxing strong in that fellowship, you come to a point where you are so much in intimacy with God, where there's exchange of power. God releases power into you and takes your weakness. You rise from that place a different person. It's called partnership in the spirit. So Jesus will always sneak out to go and create Edena. He will go and create that Eden. It's not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. Amen. Amen. Are we together here? Yes. Good. Yes, mommy, go ahead. It seems like you have rightly said, if we are deep into prayer, you will see this come up. You like call it a cloud, and you will feel that you are in a, you'll be trying to hold yourself. Sure, sure, like sure, sure, sure. You, are you don't know where you are, whether you are in your head or you are caught up, you are caught up in the spirit. You are caught up in the spirit. It's an idea. It's there. It's real. There's one time we were having a program in one of my parishes where I was, we used to have night vision almost every week, every month. At a point, we were, we were in intensive prayer. All of a sudden, there was so much cloud inside the church. We were so smoke, as a matter of fact. And I was worried. I said, ah, maybe it's a fire break somewhere. Maybe there's a wire burning somewhere. I was looking at it and I was asking people, ah, where is this smoke coming from? They look at the there's no smoke here. I said, what I think? Look at the spirit of smoke here. It's like, you can't check the wires. They went around, they said, Father, I hope your eyes are not having issues. And I was wondering, can I be saying this and they're not seeing it? Then it dawned on me. Sometimes you can see it tangibly, it shows off. Some saints will be praying, they will levitate. Eh? That is the clear manifestation of Edena. You will see them, they will rise. There will be a cloud under their feet. Go and pray well. Pray more. Hmm? What are we talking about? The same thing. You know? But when man sinned, God removed that cloud from him. He was not enjoying the divine presence again. You say, the Bible says he was chased out of the garden. That means he couldn't come into God's presence to enjoy that intimacy, that intercourse, that fellowship that makes him become sublime and have the glory of God. This time he interacts with God in that dimension and comes out. He starts smelling God, 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 God. You see, he starts smelling deity. The more he enters and comes out, the more he becomes like God. 
The more he enters that gun and comes out, the more he becomes like God. Yeah, you see the aura around you. You know? The more he enters it and comes out, he, the more he, is, he engages in that dimension. Always, always. Because each time he goes there, there is not just the glory, there is an inter intimacy that takes place where God begins to communicate to you. Packets of knowledge will be hitting you. Revelations will be coming of who you are in God. Pictures about yourself in God will be shown to you. When you come out, there's this boldness that you say, wow, this is who I am in God. It happens even in human relationship. In perfect marriage, couple relationship, the more they spend time together, the more the woman is more bold about her husband. When she comes out, she knows what degree she's operating from. You can't talk with her. Because she knows. But if they are quarreling all the time, and it's the case, she knows that her backup is cut off. She will be begging, please, can we settle it here? So that is the true picture of what it is to operate in the garden. It's the spiritual atmosphere. The more we work strong in it, the more life begins to answer to us. Now, but what I want us to establish today, the of God, which I don't want us to miss, is that when man fell, the wisdom of God operating in him left. The devil now put his own wisdom in man. And that wisdom is meant to drag man down. And that's the wisdom of this world. The wisdom has its root in formlessness and what? Void. The wheel of this world will drag you into emptiness, into vanity. The wheel of this world will drag you into confusion. The wheel of this world will naturally drag you, drag you into being a victim. You can't be different from what is running your system. God's plan in Christ is that when we receive the nature of Christ, the life of Christ, the spirit of Christ, which we all profess now, we are Christians, but what about the wisdom of this world that is still in our system? God wants you to dethrone this wisdom and begin to grow in this wisdom. And that wisdom is the wisdom of the word of God. Shout a big amen. Amen. Why many Christians are not seeing so much happening in their life is because they are Christians by nature, by life, by spirit, but the wisdom they see in Paul is the wisdom of this world. So what we are doing here is to help you come back to this wisdom. The moment your mind begins to grow in this wisdom, you begin to activate these things. You see them. You begin to notice that things are happening because you don't believe. Okay, let's look at Matthew chapter 7. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Precious Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For the outpouring of your grace. We shall not remain the same in the name of Jesus Christ. I say we shall not remain the same in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that is attached to your life, 
that is being powered by the wisdom of this world comes to an end today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every sickness, every curse, all forms of devilish knowledge that has taken root in your soul, driving you not, comes to an end today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All forms of manipulations and projections that runs the economy of your life, affecting your finances, limiting your growth in the spirit by the power in the Holy Ghost. It comes to an end today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Precious Holy Spirit, may your hand be stretched upon your people. Power them by the wisdom that comes from you from today. Things that are supposed to show up in their life all these years that have been suppressed by the wisdom of this world. Precious Father, from today, they will be made manifest Amen. by the wisdom of God in the mighty name of Jesus Amen. Christ. That glory, that breakthrough, that honor, that blessing shows up in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Precious Father, thank you. We'll give you all the glory. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Everyone then... Who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. The word of God makes you wise. It brings you the wisdom of God. Amen. <laughs> who is speaking here? Jesus. Everyone who hears these words of mine, my own words, and does them is like a wise man. Who builds his house? What is your house? Your world. Who builds his house? All rock. Build your world on the rock of the word of God. Let your life be powered by the word of God. Let your sense of victory be rooted in the word of God. Let your sense of faith be rooted in the word of God. Let your interpretation of life have root in the word of God. Let your response to the things of life find its root in the word of God. Build your life by the inspirations that come from the word of God. Tie your head to the word of God. Tie your security to the word of God. Tie your happiness to the word of God. Tie your joy and peace to the word of God. Let anything that happens in your life have root somewhere in the word of God. The joy of this world is rooted in the wisdom of this world. The security of this world is rooted in the wisdom of this world. And the Bible says it must come to what? Destruction. You are feeling secure because you have policemen around you. That's the wisdom of this world. You are feeling you are healthy because your doctor said. He told me that all is okay. Now, if he tells you it's not okay, ah, no, my God said I'm, I'm only three days to leave. And you tie your head by what he says, you are running by the wisdom of this world. You tie your achievement based on the standard of the world. The world, if you build a house, have three, four houses, have the, all the money in this world, and have plenty of cars, relate with big. People, then you are successful. So your success, based on this, is tied to the wisdom of this world. What is success in the eyes of God? Success in the eyes of God is not success of the 
but it's not a success of the world. So what he's trying to say here is, build your house on his sayings. Build your life on his sayings. He said, when you do that, you are a wise person. He says, and the rain fell. And the floods came. And the winds blew. And beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Your health was founded on the rock. Your security is founded on the rock. Your achievement is founded on the rock. Your finances is founded on the rock. Your happiness founded on the rock and anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand so when you are building your life and it's not rooted in the word of God as far as heaven is concerned you are a foolish man now what is the story of the foolish man it continues and says and the rain fell and the floors came, and the winds blew, and beat against the house. So, whatever visit the evil man, we visit the good man. The only difference is where they build their, they build their houses. Sickness will come. Temptations will come. Crisis will come. Penury will come. Fear will hit you. Doubt will hit you. Sorrow will hit you. But it says, and the, and the house fell, and great was it what fall. Great was it the fall of it. So what makes you to stand in the midst of the crisis of this world, which is every day coming up? Hmm? Now, look at the little one, look at this little shake-up we're having. And you can see how people are already, you know, losing faith, losing grip. Because their life is based on the money they get. Their life is based on the reports of men. What is on the news line? Not on the word of God. Oh, because they're not paying salary again. Hey, if the federal government now says down, please, we can't pay salary again for the next two years. What will you do? What will you do? After two months, three months, some people will pack up. They just back up and say, ha, <laughs> God, what is happening to me? Just because they didn't pay service again. Because your faith has been the system that government will always what? Pay me. Suppose now they say no more doctors or hospitals close for next two years. If you are sick, you're on your own. Everywhere is quiet. Everywhere is quiet. Amen. Turn your faith now. Jesus is not only a savior. Jesus is also a doctor. Hmm? Jesus is not only a savior. Jesus is also a bank manager. Amen. Amen. Jesus is not only a savior. 
Jesus is also our security. Then they say, the Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? <laughs> this is a man who is a king who has security around him. And he says, even though I pass through the valleys of the shadows of death, I fear no evil because I have over 10,000 soldiers around me. He's a king. He fights battle. He fights war. You can imagine how many battalions you have. But David did not make his soldiers his what? Safety. Are we together here? We are trying to communicate the wisdom that is in alignment with this reality. You must begin to create that wisdom. The Bible says wisdom speaks to her children. This wisdom, it has the ability to be speaking to her children. As they are moving in this world, it will tell you, go right, go left, do this, do that. That wisdom spoke to Elijah and said, go to Sarafat. A woman there will give you food to eat. <laughs> it's called the wisdom of the just. It's like a, it's like a spirit. When it enters you, it starts controlling you. It takes you, go right, go left, do this, do that. You become possessed by a wisdom that comes from the spirit. That's the, that's the beautiful life. Oh. You think your brain is accurate. Many have believed in their brains and they have found themselves in pits. In death. There's a wisdom God wants to communicate to his children. And we are trusting the Holy Spirit as we are spending time to listen to him. That we become partakers of that wisdom. That everyone is collapsing. That wisdom will tell you what to do. He knows, he knows how to take your He will guide you. He will lead you. You know, say, my, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And they hear my voice. He speaks here. He speaks here. He will speak to you. You will hear him. From today, may your ear in the spirit be open to hearing his voice in the name of Jesus Christ. He says a time will come and the time is now. When the dead will hear my voice and they shall live. And anyone who is alive who hears my voice shall never die. Meaning death and this organigram from this realm cannot subdue you. Let the government collapse, child of God. You are in the world. We are not of the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Are you catching it? Yes. Say, I refuse to be sick. I refuse to be sick. Say it well. I refuse to be sick. <laughs> See, if you need to be in your room, lock your door, and based on this understanding you have, and begin to say it, why are you saying it? You are saying to choke the voice of doubt that has spoken too long in your heart. You choke it out of your heart. Choke out the voice of doubt, unbelief, that held you bound. As you're trying to say it, you will tell it's not true. It's not true. It's a battle of words. Say, I have the divine nature. Then, so when you begin to say it, say it over and over and over and remind yourself the nature of God cannot be subdued. That's what we call prophetic prayer. Based on that nature, you can start decreeing. Hey, thank you, Jesus. 
when you begin to face this wisdom, you don't need to see the things. Just keep saying it. Keep decreeing. The Bible says, from the abundance of the heart. What is the abundance? What is your heart? The nature, the life, the sin. From there. The Bible says, with joy, you will draw water from the well of salvation. Where is the well? The Spirit of God in you. That's the well. I say, with joy, you will draw water. You will draw water. Out of you shall flow rivers. Of what? Living water. It flows out of you and blesses your life. People of God, this is where we operate from. Not these things that we are doing and we are going down every day. I refuse to sink. I refuse to be subdued. I'm the light of my world. I'm the light of my world. I determine what happens in my world. Remember, you have, you have an aeon. God has given you the key to run your world. Take that, dominate it. That's why he gave me the grace to dominate. He created us in his own image and likeness and blessed us and said, dominate, take over. He didn't say he would take over for you. He said, you, take over. Take over your body. Determine the condition of your body. Take over your spirit. Take over your mind. Take over your family. Take over the life of your children. Dominate. That grace is in you. If you don't stay it up, and don't use the devil will rush and rubbish your life. He's a thief. He has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He doesn't listen to mere words. The only thing that stops him is the words of dominion. In the name of Jesus, I resist you. Not God. Don't say God resists you. He said, I give you power over serpents and scorpions to trample them under your feet. When you are finishing the rosary, after that, rise up prophetically and begin to testify of what the word has done to you. Pressure Jesus. Thank you. I have received you. I shall never perish. I thank you. You have invested me, your nature, your life, and your spirit. On account of this, I speak from the well of my salvation in the name of Jesus. You begin to speak to things. Cause them to show forth. My blessing, show forth in the name of Jesus. My grace, show forth in the name of Jesus. My strength, show forth in the name of Jesus. My health, show forth in the name of Jesus. God has given you health. By his wounds, you are healed. The devil said, no, you must be sick. Every day, he plunges your mind and fills your body with sickness. And give you all kinds of wrong stories about yourself. He's a liar. He lies to you because he knows you don't have the truth. But when you know the truth, and know that God has created you healthy. Why should I be sick if God has made me healthy? Devil, what right have you to torment me? Leave me alone in the name of Jesus. You engage the violence of your faith that is better in the word of God. That's how we rule. That's how we live. Child of God, allow yourself to be disciple to this dimension. Stop being just uh, the superficial person. Begin to reign from inside. By, by nature, God put dominion in you. He blessed them. Increase and multiply and dominate the earth. He's inside you. You're not in heaven again. Christ came again and re-emphasized it. I give you power over serpents, over scorpions, And all powers of the enemy, you shall trample them on that foot. So he reverberated again the prophecy God gave to Eve when he says, 
She will crush your head and you will strike her heels. You have it. Use the words that comes out of your womb. The womb of the nature of the spirit and life of Christ in you. Have you received Christ? Yes. Have you received Christ? Yes. Ask the question, have you received Christ? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you in position of him? Yes. Then engage him in your life. Take charge of your world. Enough of this harassment. Enough of this harubalus taking place in your life. Enough of this to report from everywhere. Today is your health. Tomorrow is your family. Next week is your finances. Next week is your, your career. No! And you'll be looking for who will help you. Human beings are in bondage. You are going to meet them to help you. Them sisters are confused. Them sisters they are confused. They are using the wheel of this one. That's why when you push your people, they tell you, we have done our best. Then the very thing that you left, you now come back to it again and say, Lord, I don't know why my life is like this. Because you wanted to listen to men to help you. And the Bible says, curse is the man who put his trust in man. In this end time, this perilous moment is a time for us to be to break the wisdom of God for excellence. The wisdom of the word of God. Your question even is, what did the word say concerning this issue? Anytime is a challenge in your life, the fact you should do is, what did God say concerning this case? Can we go to where he has addressed this issue? Pull out the fire, study it, and see God's stand concerning that case first. If you know where God stands, go and stand with him. And say, trouble, you have come to me. This is what God said concerning you, and I'm standing with God. And the Bible says, eh? if God be for us, so you see the point. If God be for you, that means when you stand with Him, you are with God. And who can be against you? You say what God says. Go back to that trouble and say, look at what God said. I'm now God, God, God's mouthpiece. Start saying what God says. Keep saying it. Keep telling Him. Keep telling Him. Refuse to listen to His own voice because as you're speaking the word of God, He's still telling you. No! This is your age of cancer. This is the age of this. This is the age of uh, tuberculosis. This is the age of this. You will cease say no! God said in my old age, I shall be full of life. Still green. Full of sap. Still green in my old age. I will still be green. Meaning life everywhere. <laughs> that is the wisdom of God. Let's read one part of scriptures that will bless you right now. Luke chapter 1 verse 17. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We bless your name. We give you all the glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Force of darkness have been vanquished. Powers of evil have been defeated. We come against every verdict of the enemy of anybody's life here. It's broken forever in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sickness, lose your grips. Amen. Forces of infirmity, lose your grips. Amen. Every sort of destruction, lose your grips. Amen. Over anybody's life here in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every sort of destruction will rebuke you by the power of God at this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ. Son of God, receive strength in your spirit. Receive power. Receive divine energy. May your soul be powered by the word of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 1, verse 17. 
I read from verse, um, let me read from verse 15. When Zachariah was prophesying about the mission of uh, John the Baptist, he said something very important there. I read from verse 14, he says, And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord, and he will not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel into what? To the Lord their God. Amen. His mission is to turn what? To turn what? Many of the children of Israel to the Lord. That's the first mission. After that, he continues again. And he will go before him in the spirit of Elijah to turn the house of the fathers and children and the disobedient. How many groups of people? Three. To turn the house of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to what? I can't hear you. Say it louder. You see, the wisdom that controls the just. His mission first is to turn children back to their fathers because children will rise against parents. That rebellion in heaven, the devil has more fight on earth. Yes. And then the disobedience to the wisdom of the just. What keeps people? in constant disobedience and rebellion is this wisdom. As long as this wisdom is in you, you'll be rebellious. No matter how many times you come to church. Because this wisdom is what powers your appetite for sin. This wisdom powers pride. This wisdom powers ignorance. This wisdom powers you know, worldliness. This wisdom powers the culture of the earth. This wisdom is what makes you think the way you think. You are even unconscious of this wisdom. It makes you make the choices you make. Have you ever asked yourself? The things you, there are things you like, right? Why do you like them? Why do you like that thing? <laughs> we say human nature. <laughs> it's not human nature. Check well. Those things you like, from fashion to food to lifestyle to your perception, ask yourself why do you like them that way you like them? Which wisdom is governing those things? Is this this wisdom or this wisdom? No. And this wisdom is the devil himself that has it. So you, he doesn't need to stop you from going to church. As long as his wisdom is in you, you belong to him. Because wisdom speaks to our children. This wisdom speaks to our children. This wisdom speaks to our children. So which wisdom is speaking to you? <laughs> which wisdom is telling you to dress the way you dress? Which wisdom is telling you to respond to an issue the way you are responding to that issue? Are we together here? Yeah. I'm blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. 
So the Spirit of God wants to raise the disobedience to become what? To walk in the wisdom of the just. If it was important, that would have been the ministry of John the Baptist. For us to maximize the Christ that God has given to us, God prophesied to that priest, Zachariah, that John the Baptist will prepare the flow of God, that when they come, they will change from disobedient. He will transform them from being disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Because it is the wisdom of the just, which is the wave of God, that powers these things in our life. And once this system is powered in your life, child of God, you are above all forms of negativity. From on earth here, your name has been written in heaven. Amen. You're not struggling to enter heaven because by living in Christ on earth, hey, I'm taking it too far now. Should I say it? Yes. <laughs> by living in Christ on earth, here, yeah, you are already in heaven. Once you are in Christ, listen, listen. Once you are in Christ, you are actually already in heaven on earth. You're already in the kingdom. So the emphasis now is not I'm struggling to make heaven. The emphasis now is I'm making effort to see how I can showcase Christ here before I finally go. Because heaven is a given. Is it too hard to take? <laughs> hey, I don't call it the advanced Bible class. Yes, ma. Eh? Ah, you've said it. <laughs> Highly is is born of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that. Uh -uh. You will see that even here, like for instance, the life of Christ. You know, I didn't want to go deep. We have heard that before. The Bible says in the book of Romans that if God, God was saying, if I did not spare my only son, but gave him to you, why would I not with him give you all things? Now, get it again. Let me say it again. If God did not spare his only son, he gave us his only son, the only begotten son. God did not spare him. He is not, Paul is not saying, if God could not spare his only son, which cannot be compared to anything in this world, how will he not, with his son, give us all things? In other words, when he gave us Jesus, by implication, he gave us all things. No, no, stop. Something, there's something there. He gave us all things to be used for the purpose of his son. Yes. 
You get the point now? Yes. The reason for the giving of all things is not for your personal aggrandizement. It's for the glory of his son. And that's why anyone who is working in this kingdom dimension, and by virtue of this understanding, God brings you to where you maybe you struck a, a, a deal with a contract and you have 100 billion. You say, ah, God has blessed me. Oh, you start celebrating. That's not the end. You must go back to him. How is this money to go? That's the recalling of a disciple. He will tell you what to do. He can tell you, you are not changing your car. Keep using that rickety car. Yes. They will tell you, you are not changing your house. Remain here. That means you are living under the dictates. His lordship is now being exercised in your life. That does not mean that he doesn't have concern for your good. One day, maybe tell you, don't go and buy a car. Go and buy a, a, a plane. All by his instruction. Now, it is him who now determines what happens, not your cravings. As long as your cravings are the one who is determining everything, is subject to the wisdom of this world. So, it takes this type of intensive teaching to bring Christians to understand this. Many Christians are completely cut off from this wisdom. And they are living their life. And see, as long as this wisdom is in your spirit, the dividends of this kingdom and this wisdom, you must experience it in your life. That's why for you to maximize the blessings God has given to you, you need to work to make sure you operate from this wisdom completely. Because this wisdom shuts the door of all the stupidity and anomalies that come from here. This wisdom wants you to think like this. And once you think it, you have opened the door. You think your thoughts are just mere cognitive dimensions? No. Thoughts are doors in the spirit. Every thought you accept, you have accepted the spirit of coming inside because that thought is inspired by the spirit. Every thought at all. And once you accept that thought, the spirit enters. It means you have given legality to that spirit to operate. And bring about the effect of the knowledge that have come. That's what you're saying in chapter two. He said, My words are spirits and life. Not only his own words, even the words of the devil, too. They are spirits. Yes, but negative spirits. That's what they call it. They, 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 they will talk about incantations and curses. They can curse you. They send words as weapons to you. If they want to identify to you now, you won't say any devil come to your house. What do they do? They go and start speaking their words in quotation. And they charge it with negative energy and weaponize it. They will send it to you. If they send it to you and they, that, that word comes to you in the spirit, and notice that the word dominates you is the wisdom of the enemy. What happens? Light comes. But if that word comes and notice that a wisdom of God or the wisdom of God is at, at work, what happens? They can't they say light and darkness. There's no, it's not a matter of uh, I bind you. <laughs> I paralyze you. I shoot you. It's a matter of which wisdom dominates you. 
<laughs> See, do you know why it's difficult? You are saying it's difficult because we've been here for too long. But when you come there, you will see that it's so simple. But the enemy has invested so much and has twisted people's minds. Okay. Check well all the affliction. Check, check well all your afflictions start from your mind. Yes. Yeah. A lot of facts. If you count four intentions that you want God to do, they are all they are not physical. They are all in your mind. Okay, mention four intentions that you want God to do in your life. Mention one. Just speak. Just speak arbitrarily. Okay, let's let's gather four intentions. And somebody, eh? First intention. I want to be healed. I want to be healed. Can I break through? I want to be healed permanently. Uh -huh, healing. I shall break through. Check well. Who told you you are not financially blessed? Hey, 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 wait. Who told you that? Wait. Good. Which mind is there? Which, where did you say? Because the Bible said he has blessed you. Remember, when God finally called Adam and said, Adam, what are you? He said, I heard your voice and I hid myself because I was naked. He said, Who told you you are naked? He heard another voice. Who told you you are sick? You were trained to be you were, to, you were trained by this wisdom that you can be sick. The Bible said those in Zion shall never say they are sick. It's in scriptures. No, I'm telling you the real thing so that we can know the truth. You see the point? You are not, hey, because you've been trained to be, you are told that when you don't feel normal, it means sickness, and they begin to tell you the real sickness. They are, you don't know. They are teaching you how to be sick. <laughs> Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Now, you know what is that when we started for the first 30 minutes? There was a cloud. Hmm? When we started for the first 30 minutes, there was this cloud and people were not connecting. But, 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 but now it's getting clear. It's getting clear. Now, make a deliberate attempt every day. Be conscious of these two wisdom in your life. Subject your thoughts. If you want to do something, which wisdom is this? Begin to question what inspires your actions, your choices, your response in life. Every day. If you don't get sufficient reason from the word of God for the actions you want to put up with, withdraw it for a moment. That's how to start living. That means you are now beginning to be conscious of yourself. You are not going to puppet in the hand of a spirit that just tells you, go right, you go right. Because your mind tells you, you are right, you continue going right. Who inspired that rightness in your mind? The Bible says, there are ways that seem right unto a man, but the end is what? Death. 
Now, for as many of you who are sick here, can you now begin to thank God that you are healed? Now, that's the step to activating God's healing in you already. Don't see yourself as one who is sick again, no matter the symptom. See yourself that by his wounds you are healed. Every day. The devil will tell you, no, no, no. You see, you have been asking and it's not happening. Say, devil, see, listen to me. As far as I'm concerned, he has died. His passion on the cross of Calvary has set me free. I am healed. Every day. Keep thanking him. And don't entertain any thought again that you are dying tomorrow or something is going to take over your life. No. That's how you activate the spirit to begin work in, the, in your members. Precious Father, thank you for the wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life. He is the Lord and the giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son. From the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. And from that Lord, who is the Spirit, He has given us the wisdom of the just, the wisdom that governs our lives, the wisdom of victory, the wisdom of peace, the wisdom of joy, the wisdom that powers grace, the wisdom that powers prosperity in God, the wisdom that gives us all it takes for us to serve God judiciously on this realm of life. Thank you for the outpouring of the spirit of wisdom today. In the name of Jesus, child of God, I declare and I declare that from today, a new vista shall be opened unto you in your spirit, man, in your body. To be to walk in the wisdom of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As you walk in this wisdom, every other realities of the wisdom of the devil that have taken root in your life and is affecting you. From this moment, they come to an end in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sickness comes to an end in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Penury comes to an end in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Fear, intimidation, doubt, and unbelief, and all forms of struggle in the Christian life comes to an end in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The doors are open unto you. Every demon has been assigned to perpetuate darkness in your life. Lose your grips over God's people. Amen. I command you at this hour to lose your power. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Your hold over God's people is broken. I cast you out of their lives. And I charge you never to come back to them again. Your lordship over them is broken forever. In the mighty name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Every spirit of struggle. Every spirit of prayerlessness. Every spirit of laziness. Every spirit of ignorance, your hold over God's people today is broken forever. Amen. I declare, I declare that you can never have access to them again Amen. by the power of the Holy Spirit Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says that whatever is not planted by God shall be uprooted. You demons of infirmity, you demons of negativity, whatever you have planted in the life of anyone here right now, under the sound of my voice, I speak from the oracle of God. I speak from the wisdom of God. 
may they be uprooted. May they be uprooted. May they be uprooted. In the name of Jesus Christ. God has planted his wisdom in God's people's life. God has planted his word right now. The Bible says he sent his word to heal them. And so any place in your life that is broken, any place in your life that is wounded, any place in your life that has been taken hold by darkness and has been dominated over the years from this moment, I speak by the power of the Holy Spirit. The word of God dominates that area right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let it be light in every area of your life. In your spiritual life, in your psychological life, mental life, in your body, in your career, in your family. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let the light of God dominate in the name of Jesus Christ. I curse every spirit of death. I curse every spirit of violence. I curse every spirit of witchcraft. I curse every spirit of manipulation. I curse every spirit of retardation. Every spirit of limitation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Child of God, arise and shine. Begin to rise in your spirit. Let your faith arise. Let your confidence in the word of God arise. Let your confidence in the faith of God be arisen at this hour. Let your dimensions in God be opened up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious Father, fill your sons and daughters with your spirit. Pour out your spirit afresh upon anyone here. From the top of their head down to the sole of their feet. A fresh outpouring of your spirit. Because the Bible says that whoever is joined to Christ is one and the same spirit with him. The same spirit with him. Let your spirit be poured out again upon every man here right now, upon every woman here right now, and by your spirit, precious Father, we manifest liberty. For we don't have a spirit of bondage again to fear. No more spirit of bondage to fear. No more spirit of bondage to doubt, to ignorance and unbelief. We have the spirit of liberty. The Bible says we have the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Child of God, walk in the dimensions of this outpouring of the Spirit of God upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and I declare by the power that you can see Jesus, you will walk in the power of God. You will walk in the love of God. You will walk in the sound mind that comes from heaven, the wisdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Righteous Father, the Bible says that the posterity of the righteous shall be delivered as many who are connected to us our parents our brothers and sisters our friends colleagues our faith community members as many who are connected to us father king of glory we use ourselves as a point of contact wherever they may be at this we shout out the voice of death and negativity upon their lives they shall be delivered in the name of jesus christ our children our family members they shall be delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Precious Father, let your spirit guide us. Let your spirit lead us. Amen. Let your spirit energize us Amen. at this hour. Let it be a fresh outpouring of your grace upon each and every one of us. We are permitted to come the way we are, O oh Lord. But we are not permitted to go by the same way. Be filled right now. Be filled right now. Be touched in your spirit. Be quickened by the Spirit of God. The things that were so difficult in your life before, from now henceforth, begin to walk in the light of it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Continue to bless this center, O God. 
with the spirit of faith and love. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' precious name.